2018 was a great year for the arts. Well, it was a great year for arts news anyway. There's so much to report to, in fact, too much for this promised short version of the podcast, but let's give it a try anyway. I'm Tim Stackpole, and this is Inside the Gallery. In June, the Victorian government announced it is hoping to secure Melbourne's place as the country's cultural capital. It has plans to build the largest contemporary art gallery in Australia. The gallery is said to be built at the Carlton and United Brewery site behind the Arts Centre and the National Gallery of Victoria as part of the new arts precinct in Southbank. As such, the gallery will be known as NGV, as in National Gallery of Victoria, Contemporary. Creative Industries Minister Martin Foley, yes, they actually do have one of those, said it would cement Victoria as a global leader in the arts world. Well, tough luck for Sydney, huh? Oh, no, wait, hang on. There is a New South Wales state election coming up in March. Speaking of New South Wales, in October, that state's Premier Gladys Berejiklian agreed that the Everest horse race could be advertised upon the World Heritage Site Sydney Opera House. Under a policy adopted by the Opera House in 2012, no identifying logos are to be projected onto the structure of the sales. Outspoken shock jock Alan Jones on Sydney Radio 2GB, which I might say I also sometimes broadcast on, called for the sacking of Opera House CEO Louise Heron live on air during an interview with her. Why? Not a billboard. Who said? What? Who said? You! Who the hell do you... Hang on, Louise. Louise, Louise, who do you think you are? If I were Gladys Berejiklian, I'd pick up the phone and sack you today. The government, however, chose to override the long-standing policy and Opera House CEO Louise Heron. The arts sector was enraged over the decision, which was not reversed. 2018 has been a huge year of musical chairs. Back in April, Dr Natasha Chicha resigned as CEO of the Heidi Museum of Modern Art after just one year in the role. In July, Nick Mitsevich moved from the directorship of the Art Gallery of South Australia to take up the top job at the National Gallery of Australia. Also in July, Create New South Wales appointed American Elizabeth Scott as Executive Director, replacing Michael Brearley, who resigned in March. That same month, Dollar Merrily stepped down as the Director of the Museum of Applied Arts and Sciences, while the focus at the time was on the growing storm over the relocation of the Powerhouse Museum. What wasn't common knowledge was that Dollar had been ill and declined to reapply for the new position. It was not until November that Carriage Works Director Lisa Havilar was announced to take on the role. Havilar is the fourth woman to take the reins of the Powerhouse. She will oversee the building of the new museum in Parramatta. But she says she'll ensure the museum remains relevant over the three-year gap in construction before reopening in 2023. Or so we're told. In July, Rana Devonport was named the incoming director of the Art Gallery of South Australia, returning to Australia from New Zealand, where she was the director of the Govard Brewster Art Gallery and the Auckland Art Gallery. She is the first female director in the AGSA's 140-year history. Worth a cheer indeed. In August, on the back of the South Australian elections, Executive Director of Arts South Australia Peter Luca was dismissed by the Marshall Government of South Australia. Angus Trumbull stepped down from the National Portraits Gallery after five years, opening the role of director up to another female, Karen Quinlan, who headed to Canberra after serving as Director of Bendigo Art Gallery for the past 18 years. 
Then came the news that Adrian Collette would take over Tony Grabowski as CEO of the Australia Council. The Australia Council also welcomed a new chair in 2018 with Sam Walsh. And Melbourne saw two new galleries in 2018, while Sydney and Perth both got new independent contemporary spaces. And thanks must go to the work of Gina Fairley, Arts Hub's National Visual Arts Editor, for such a great compilation of that info, which otherwise, if I hadn't stolen it off the internet, would have taken days to put together. Credit where credit's due. Right, Gina? There was also crime in the arts in 2018. The Sydney Morning Herald broke the story that Lara Louise Johnson, or whoever she really is, allegedly sold a forged painting by deceased artist Adam Cullen and falsified the records from Cullen's long-term Paddington dealer Martin Brown. There were also reports of similarly dubious works offered by the art dealer by Emily Pearl, Minnie Pearl, Jun Chen and David Bromley. The case is still in the hands of the cops. Also, Sydney Contemporary, for its fourth edition and the first as an annual event, attracted nearly 30,000 collectors and art enthusiasts, while securing $21 million in artwork sales over its five-day run in September. That's a cool $5 million up from the figure in 2017. Over 80 galleries from more than 30 countries visited Sydney for the 2018 event. Let's head overseas now, and few might have predicted the deep-seated rage that greeted the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York when it announced in January that it would implement a mandatory $25 admission charge for out-of-state visitors. New Yorkers continue to pay whatever they want. Social media erupted with disdain, and the New York Times art critic Roberta Smith called the move classist and nativist. The Mets president and CEO Dan Weiss maintained that the move was essential for the Mets financial health and that it simply put the museum's admission policy in line with every other art gallery. We have 7 million people come through our doors a year and some of them don't pay very much. Some of them are students and don't have to pay. They're under 12 years old. They're senior citizens. Our admissions policy is arguably the most complicated thing in the world. So we want to simplify it a little bit, but also make sure that the income that we get from it is consistent, it's from year to year, and sufficient to meet the needs the institution has. Towards the end of that month, news broke that the Guggenheim's artistic director and chief curator Nancy Spector had made a very daring offer to the White House. Now, when Donald Trump's administration asked to borrow a Van Gogh canvas from the Guggenheim, Nancy, who is an outspoken critic of the president, declined, but she emailed the White House's Office of the Curator with an alternative. Instead of the Van Gogh's availability, how about Italian artist and jokester Maurizio Catalan's America from 2017, which is a solid gold toilet? Right-wing commentators weighed in. This is Stuart Varney from Fox News. But Ms Spector offered an alternative, an 18-carat fully functioning gold toilet. This work of art had been displayed in a public restroom at the Guggenheim and it had been used by thousands of people. I suppose you could dismiss this as kind of tongue-in-cheek humour, but I don't take it that way and I don't think most Americans will be amused. It is, in fact, a direct insult to the President and the First Lady. It was a deliberate insult. Miss Spector is one of the elites and she detests this President. But like any bowel movement, even a solid gold one, this controversy seems to have passed. 
And a little bit more serious, just one little piece. Looking ahead, on January 25th, 12 artists from around Sydney will band together for Art Battle Sydney, a live competitive painting experience. Now, that was founded in New York in 2001, and Art Battle has evolved into an international affair, spanning multiple continents and gracing cities such as Vancouver, Amsterdam, Tokyo's in there as well. Now, in its 17th year, Art Battle is heading to Sydney. This is how it works. Artists have 20 minutes to turn their blank canvas into a masterpiece, and winners are picked by the audience. That's a tough critic. Once the 20-minute timer goes off, crowds are instructed to place their votes into ballots next to the easel holding their painting of choice. The painters create the best work they can across three timed rounds, with winners proceeding to the next art battle. For more info, head to artbattle.com for details. The event will be staged at Factory Fuse Box Theatre in Sydney's Marrickville. Boy, oh boy, is that enough? Well, you know what? It's never enough. So please send us your stories. You can do your own interviews as well, if you like, for inclusion into the podcast throughout 2019. Find the details at www.insidethegallery.com.au. I'm Tim Stackpole. Thanks for downloading the podcast and reminding you that when you enter the gallery, please remove your backpack, okay? Okay.